You're listening to In the Studio with Michael Card. The session is made possible by our friends with the Christian Standard Bible. Learn about this new translation and the many ways you can enjoy the CSB. Explore online when you visit csbible.com. I invite you to join us now in the studio with Michael Card. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and we're calling our program Things to Remember. One thing we're remembering in a few moments is we're remembering one of the early programs we did together, Mike, called Joy in the Journey. Remember that? Um, it was about 20 years ago, so no, actually. <laughs> we're going to hear what we both sounded like when we were much younger. So that's coming up in yes. a few moments here. Yes. And um, we also have a guest who's going to join us, a classic guest from the past. Uh, Andrew Peterson, along with Andy Gullihorn and Ben Shive, will be in the studio with us from our classic yeah. series as well. So we've got a lot coming up here today. And But since the last time we spoke, Mike, you've spent some time in Vancouver with George Guthrie, a frequent yes. guest here. Tell me how that went. It went. It was really hard, but it, it went really well. Uh, I I went to teach a class on the life of Jesus, and it was... Uh, three hours a day of teaching, and then every night there was a chapel or a public lecture or something. So um, I, I really feel in my age. I'm, uh, I came home, you know, pretty worn out. But it was a it was a great time. That's a wonderful place. That's the the community at Regent, the 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 teachers and the the students. One of the rule I found out one of the rules there. Um, you don't call him Dr. Guthrie. The students don't call him Dr. Guthrie. Really? You're called George. Is that yeah, right? no one's called by their degree. Okay. They did that from uh, de- deliberately from the beginning, uh, from the very beginning at Regent. Interesting. And I'm guessing they really enjoyed your yeah. your time with them, Mike. I can't imagine they didn't. So, well, I'm glad it went well. I really am. Yeah. Uh, let's go into the time machine now. Let's go back to one of those very early programs that you and I did called Join the Journey. And Here's a much younger Wayne Shepherd and Michael Garrett. <laughs> Michael, we're going to trace the thought today of the Lord is our shepherd. We're going to trace this through the scriptures. Looking at the good shepherd, I'm, I'm excited for what we're going to find. Uh, can we begin with uh, perhaps the most famous uh, shepherd allusion of all in the Bible? Yeah, let's do Psalm 23. Why don't you read it? Okay, right. this is Psalm 23, and then Michael's going to sing for us here today. Uh, David says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23. That psalm is something that we're so close to. We've Mm -hmm. heard that psalm uh, so many times, and sometimes uh, that sort of familiarity, it gets too close that Mm -hmm. you just can't see it. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that in the remainder of the program, we can step back a little bit and look at that psalm. I would like that very much, and I'm sure listeners will too, Michael. We're going to John chapter 10. We'll even uh, touch in Revelation here before we end today. You talk about the familiarity of the psalm. I think one way to keep it fresh is through music. Yes, over and over, the Bible says, sing unto the Lord a new song, and that's that's sort of been a motivator for me. 
And a few years ago, I decided to try to write a new uh, rendition of this psalm, and we're going to play that for you now. As a matter of fact, your friend John Ketchings is right here in the studio with us as well. He's brought that uh, beautiful sounding cello that mm-hmm. he plays so well. Michael, uh, John is ready. Why don't you make your way to the piano, and we will enjoy the two of you here as you present The Shepherd.
Such a beautiful musical setting for Psalm 23. It's called The Shepherd, and you heard it live, as it were, here in the studio with Michael Card and our friend today, John Ketchings. John, thanks for being here. Wayne, thank you for letting me come to hang out with Mike, my bud. <laughs> and uh, we did music for a lot of years. It's been some, some time bef- since we've played together, and uh, I'd just forgotten how fun it was and how I, musical it is. I don't think I'll ever forget uh, hearing you guys in concert together doing El Shaddai. I mean, wasn't that a classic yeah. with the cello? You were in high school then, weren't you? <laughs> I think, no, I don't think so, Michael. <laughs> well, I think I was then. Oh, yeah. John just got out of elementary school. <laughs> yeah, I was the old guy in the group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was, but now... Now that I'm the old guy in the group, I have all sorts of sympathies for when John and I were on the road together. He didn't want to eat at McDonald's, and I didn't understand why not. And now I do. Well, John, we are so glad you're here today, but you can stay, right? Because we want to hear you and Michael play another song before we leave the air here today. Well, before we look more at the the idea of the Good Shepherd, uh, let's talk a little bit about sheep. Um, Mm. I've spent some time in England and seen uh, shepherds and and border collies, you know, gathering them up. Uh, it's it's. Uh, we all have this romantic view of uh, of sheep tending, don't yeah, we? Yeah, and, and everybody but shepherds seem to have a very romantic view of sheep. <laughs> I mean, uh, sheep are uh, English say sheep are very dim. Uh, they're not the smartest animals in the world. As a matter of fact, you know, in Sunday school, those pictures that you used to see of the good shepherd with the the crook going mm-hmm. over the side of the cliff to, to, to fetch a, a, a fallen sheep. Um, that's absolutely true. A sheep will follow its own nose right off the side of a cliff. There's not very smart animals. And um, really, before a sheep needs food or water, they need a shepherd. Mm-hmm. They, need, they are animals that need to be uh, cared for. And uh, in Isaiah 53, we're told that we're like sheep. Mm-hmm. And a special uh, idea to me is that if we are like sheep, then God knows we need a shepherd. Uh, And we will. We will follow our own noses right to our own destruction. We need the shepherd more than we realize. We do. We do. And so Jesus comes on the scene and, and tells us that that is precisely who he is. Well, Michael, not only do we read about the Lord being our shepherd in Psalm 23, and we see ourselves as sheep in Isaiah 53, but in John chapter 10. As a matter of fact, uh, let's turn there. You have actually translated John, haven't you? Yeah, I have that passage right here, John uh, chapter 10, starting uh, in verse 7. Uh, Interesting that Jesus, uh, drawing on all that wealth and richness of Old Testament imagery Mm -hmm. that goes back really to the very beginnings of Old Testament times, uh, even I think I believe even back to the time when Israel was in Egypt, I you know the the kings of Egypt call themselves the shepherds of mm, their people. Interesting. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure exactly uh, how far back that image goes, but it goes a long way. And then Jesus comes and says, uh, verse seven, Jesus says, "Amen, amen. I say to you, I am the door of the sheep," which is another way of saying I'm the shepherd mm-hmm. because the shepherd laid across the, the, the doorway, and oh. he himself became the gate or the door to keep the sheep from getting out. Okay. That's where he slept to keep, yeah, I understand. He, he, okay. His own body becomes the, the right. door. I am the door door of the sheep. Who All who came before me were thieves and robbers. He means all the other shepherds who came before him were thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved. He will go in and out and find pasture. The thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come so that they could have life and have it in abundance. I am the good shepherd. 
The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. When he sees the wolf coming, he leaves the sheep and flees. The wolf seizes the sheep and scatters them. Because he is the hired hand, the sheep do not matter to him. But I am the good shepherd. I know mine, and mine know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep which are not of this fold. It is necessary that I bring these also. They will hear my voice, and they will become one flock with one shepherd. That is why the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I might take it up again. No one takes it from me. I lay it down on my own. Mm. I have authority to lay it down and authority to receive it again. This command I received from my Father. And we'll see this idea again when we look in Revelation. Well, that's John chapter 10. I think you started at verse 7 and all the way through verse 18. Again, that is a, a translation that, uh, that you yourself have, uh, have included in your book called Parable of Joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a book which is uh, sort of an overview of the Gospel of John. Mm-hmm. Well, Michael, we've heard it. Uh, help us sort this out. Help us understand what Jesus is saying here about himself as the good shepherd and, and again, us as the sheep. Well, interesting, Wayne, to me that he doesn't just call himself the shepherd. He's the good shepherd, which I think implies that there are bad shepherds, mm. and he talks about them in that passage, the the hired hand, mm-hmm. the people who don't really care about the sheep. I mean, if the wolf comes, they take off. And, it's just uh, a duty to them. Yeah, and not even a very serious duty. But Jesus, on the other hand, is the good shepherd. And, and what are the qualifying marks of the good shepherd? And I think in this passage there are two. The first, uh, Jesus says, is that he knows his sheep and he, in fact, knows each one by name. And and I've heard it said, I've never never seen this, but I've heard it said that shepherds actually do eventually, you know, learn the names of each one of the sheep. So that's an accurate thing. They all look alike to us, though. <laughs> it, they certainly do. All, certainly all smell alike. They're smelly animals. But the good shepherd, first of all, he knows his sheep. And, and the second qualifying mark of a shepherd is that he lays down his life mm-hmm. for a sheep. Those are the two qualifying marks that Jesus applies to himself as the good shepherd. And the sheep only have one qualifying mark in the passage, just one simple uh, qualification for being a sheep, and that is that they listen to the voice of their shepherd. Hmm. And uh, that, for me, is a challenge uh, as God works on my heart. I'm not a very good listener most of the time. When Jesus talks about uh, his mark as one willing to lay down his life, he, he says that uh, I, I do this, uh, I'm not sure how you translated it, my translation says, of my own accord. Mm-hmm. This is something I want to do for my sheep. Yeah, and he tells us also that he has been given the authority by God to lay down his life. Uh, a lot of times you'll hear people talking about the crucifixion of Jesus, the account of it, and they'll say, well, he died of exhaustion or he died of suffocation, he died of blood loss. Or these. That's not really true. Jesus didn't die of of any but one thing. He died when he dismissed his spirit. Mm. That was uh, a special authority that God had given him. And that's where, uh, that's where again, the good shepherd metaphor comes in. And we'll see in Revelation that that cross is really what allows us most of all to understand Jesus is the good shepherd. But on the cross, Jesus dismisses his life mm. as the good shepherd. If, if we are the sheep then, and we are to listen, we're to hear his voice, uh, what, what does that mean to me? I mean, what am, what am I supposed to be listening to? Well, I think the thing that I cling to when Jesus talks about this is that he promises me that I will be given, totally outside of myself, 
I will be given the ability to recognize the voice mm. of the shepherd. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something, again, it sounds sim- a simple idea, but that's something a lot of us struggle with. Is this from God? Is this not from God? And uh, I think a lot of times it's a matter of claiming that promise. Lord, you told me that I would recognize your voice. Now, l- let me be, you know, the sheep who hears and mm-hmm. recognizes your voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and really, that's all a sheep needs. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we don't need all these other gifts and, and attributes and uh, talents. I mean, if we're able to hear his voice, what else do we need? Can you give an example? Uh, is there a time when, when you were maybe confused about whose voice am I listening to here? I, I think um, that state of confusion is something I struggle with all the time. Um, and that's why, again, this promise especially means so much to me. Uh, when you're confronted with a number of choices, any one of which could be a good choice, a good mm-hmm. thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you, you want God to, to show you. You want the good shepherd to lead you in the way that you need to go. And that happens to me on, a, on an ongoing basis. And uh, I have a group of brothers that I pray with who help me in this. But uh, I claim that promise, Lord, let me hear your voice. And God is faithful in, in, in doing that. And I think along those, along those same lines, talk about things that you struggle with. I think, Wayne, the other thing that I struggle with in a major way is simply tiredness. Mm. I, am a, I am a weary person. And once again, I have, and I don't claim this near enough, but I have the promise of the Good Shepherd mm-hmm. that he will lead me to these still waters, that he will provide rest for my soul. And, uh, and I, I guess this is just sort of a confession time, but <laughs> I need to claim that more. Well, I think as well that uh, in our busyness that we forget that we need him to lead us in this way. We feel like we can do this. You know, I, all I have to do is get a little more rest or I have to be better organized mm-hmm. or I have to sort out this relationship on my own instead of feeling that, God, I can't do this without you. I can't. I need to be led. I need, I'm, I'm a sheep, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Let's I, say I'm a dumb sheep. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. Yeah. And, and I, I need uh, more than food, more than water. I need a shepherd. Hmm. I need to be shepherded. And and how wonderful that it Jesus on his own initiative extends that to us before hmm. we even know we need it. Well, how do you get to the point where you slow down or whatever it takes so that you are listening? I mean, uh, what do you do and, and what can we do? Uh, maybe we can't put aside everything in life. You know, life has to go on. Mm-hmm. But what can we do to make sure that we're listening? Well, I think it's it's investing, like so many things in the Christian life, it's investing in, in the relationship we have with Jesus as the Good Shepherd. And the you, you said slowing down. That's precisely it. It's it's slowing down. It is it is allowing oneself to, to be led to still waters, to green pastures. And uh, God is faithful in, in providing and extending those times to us. We, we just have to take him at his word and accept those. And once again, Wayne, as I say that, my conscience mm-hmm. is pricked because I, I am a, a man who is, who is uh, not faithful in doing that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I want to commit to doing a better job. But when it happens, the refreshment that comes. I mean, some people listen to that and think, you know, sounds kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Quiet, still waters. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. they don't want that peace. Maybe they like the intensity. Maybe they've become addicted to mm-hmm. the uh, to the fast-paced uh, world. I think those people need to follow their noses a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because eventually uh, you will follow your nose almost to the edge of the cliff and you'll realize that you need to be led. And I think for a lot of people, there, there also there's confusion when we talk about these images of Jesus as shepherd and images of Jesus as you know the lamb who is the shepherd. And in Revelation, a lot of those, we're going to look at that passage, uh, a lot of those images come together, the lion who is the sheep, the sheep who is the mm-hmm. uh, shepherd, that sort of thing. And um, they all come together, once again, with this notion of the cross. Well, you mentioned we're going to go to Revelation, but before we do that, uh, we'd like to hear from you again as you as you sing a song that just has such a beautiful melody in the lyrics. Uh, where, where does this come from? I know that this is on uh, Starkindler, your yeah, CD. Th- this is an ancient uh, melody. It's, an, it's a melody from St. Columba the, from the 4th century, actually. It's a very old melody. Uh, the words are much more recent, probably 18th century words. I, I I think Henry Baker did this paraphrase. And I I heard this song a number of times before I realized this is Psalm 23 because Mm -hmm. it's a paraphrase of the song. Right. And John Ketchings here in the studio is going to join in as well on this song, Michael. The King of Love, My Shepherd Is. Michael Card and John Ketchings. The King of Love, My Shepherd Is Whose goodness faileth never I nothing lack if I am His And He is mine forever Where streams of living water flow My ransomed soul He leadeth And where the verdant pastures grow With food celestial feedeth Perverse and foolish oft I stray But yet in love he sought me And on his shoulder gently lay And hope rejoicing Again, that is adapted from Psalm 23, the King of Love, my shepherd is. Such a beautiful melody. And the words, Michael, that's on the CD, uh, Star Kindler, mm-hmm. but not the way we heard it today here in the studio because we have John here. No, just the two of us, and, and, uh, and that was a lot of fun. John, thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Wayne. Thanks, Mike. We'll need to have John come back real soon here on Joy in the Journey. 
Michael, getting back to uh, tracing through the scriptures, it's obvious that God uh, thinks this picture of Christ as the shepherd and us as the sheep is pretty important because we see it carried all the way through the scriptures, don't we? We do. We see it uh, to the very end, to the conclusion, and it's important, I think, to see that uh, in Revelation, in the great throne room scenes, and in the great uh, worship scenes in Revelation, uh, that image of Jesus as the good shepherd is still there. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm -hmm. so... So not just some little image he picked up as he was walking along some dusty road someplace. It really is at the heart of who Jesus is. Revelation 7.17 says, For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Mm. That sounds like something you may have uh, have written even, Michael, in terms of the Lamb who became the shepherd. That's the kind of imagery that you like. And it's it's interesting, too. You know, we we just read the passage from John. Now we're reading Revelation. Also read written by John. Mm-hmm. So John loves those yeah, sorts yeah. of images. In, in chapter 5, John has the image of the scroll no one can open. And mm-hmm. he himself, John, is weeping because no one can open it. And the elder says, look, the lion points to the lion in chapter, or, yeah, in chapter 5 and verse 5. And John looks up expecting to see a lion, but what does he see? He sees a lamb. Mm-hmm. And he knows who that lamb is because he is wounded. He is the lamb who was uh, sacrificed. So again, it's the cross that makes sense of those two images. And again, here in chapter 7, it's the same thing. The lamb at the center of the throne, this wounded lamb that we saw in in chapter 5, he will be their shepherd. I mean, that doesn't make sense. How could the lamb be the shepherd? Well, go back to another John, John the Baptist. Behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I think, again, it's the cross. I mean, I think it's the cross that makes sense of, of it all. But here in verse 17, it's precisely the cross that, that ties these two images together because mm. it was on the cross that Jesus was the Lamb of God who was sacrificed for the sins of the world. And that action of dying on the cross is exactly what Jesus was talking about in John. On the cross, he is also the good shepherd laying down his life for us, for his sheep. Uh, so I love the, the the richness of that imagery. It's been uh, great to open up the scriptures again as our practice here on Join the Journey and just see what God would have to say to us as we uh, live our journeys for him. Michael, we have a few moments left, and I just feel the response here today might be to just pray. And and Could I start and then ask you to close in prayer today? Father, uh, thank you for the rich imagery of your son, Jesus, as as the shepherd and us as the sheep. Father, I I pray today that uh, as sheep that we would learn to listen and to know the voice of the Lord. That's Father, that's the most important thing that we could do. And I pray that that will happen in my life and in the life of those who are listening here today. And Lord, I want to come to you today um, being precisely what you tell me I am, and that is a sheep. And Lord, I know that I'm the one who will follow my own nose uh, into the worst possible place, off the cliff, into the desert. Lord, just give me the, the grace and the wisdom to acknowledge that I'm, I'm shot through with that sort of weakness and that sort of frailty. Thank you that you have come to us knowing that more than food and more than water, more than anything else in life, we need you to lead us to, to, to food and water, to be food and water, mm-hmm. and to protect us from all of the things that would tear us to pieces in this world. Father, uh, I want to confess uh, my own sinfulness 
in not coming to you for all that I need, in looking around on my own for my own uh, still waters and for my own green pastures. And I come back to you, Lord, as as a sheep who is is exhausted and who is starved. And I I confess before my brother Wayne and even before the people who are listening, I just need you so much. Mm -hmm. The weariness, Lord, sometimes is just too much for myself and I know for many people that are listening. So lead us to still waters. Refresh us with the water that is your spirit and take us to those green pastures so that we can be nourished by you, our good shepherd. We love you today, Lord. And we, we lay this before you in the name of Jesus. Amen. We need to pause the session, but there's more after a midpoint break that you won't want to miss. If you're enjoying what you've heard so far, we hope you'll stop by the Michael Card Music Facebook page and interact with other listeners about what you've discovered. Or you can reach us directly with your comments, song requests, or questions via email. Write to us at inthestudio at michaelcard.com. Again, inthestudio at michaelcard.com. Summertime is a great opportunity to catch up on any episode you might have missed. Search the extensive collection of current and classic episodes. Share what you find with a friend and subscribe to keep up with new editions available on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you'd like to go deeper in your walk with Christ, check out Michael's books and music, including his latest titled The Nazarene, 40 Devotions on the Lyrical Life of Jesus. Look for this at michaelcard.com. There's more to this session coming up after this message here in the studio with Michael Card. I love God's Word, and the CSB Study Bible is a wonderful addition to help you grow in love and devotion to the truth of the Bible. This fresh translation combined with meaningful commentary and study tools can help you make lifelong connections with God's Word. Search for the CSB Study Bible at csbible.com. Put your interest to learn into action as you open up God's Word with an array of study notes and word studies for your deep study and daily reading. When you visit online, see how you can explore the rich meaning of the text through this edition. Be sure to use the special 40% discount on your CSB purchase through LifeWay. Type CARD40 with caps, no spaces, in the promotion code for your 40% discount with LifeWay. Your commitment to going deeper into the details of Scripture will lead to a real connection with God. Search for CSB Study Bible now at csbible.com. Welcome back into the studio with Michael Card. Mike, our special guest is Andrew Peterson. Now and then these feet just take to wandering. Now and then I prop them up at home. Sometimes I think about the consequences. Sometimes I don't Well, I realize that falling down ain't graceful But I thank the Lord that falling's full of grace Sometimes I take my eyes off Jesus And you know that's all it takes 
Well, I wish that I could say that at the close of every day I was happy with the way that I'm behaving Cause Job, he chased an answer The wise man chased the child Jacob chased her 14 years and he captured Rachel's smile And Moses chased the promised land Joseph chased a dream David, he chased God's own heart All I ever seem to chase is me Well, they say a race can only have one winner And you know you've got to pull out front to win God knows the only time I'm winning is when I'm chasing Him. So I wish that I could say that at the close of every day I was happy with the way that I'm behaving. Cause Samson chased a woman and he chased the Philistines. I'm not quite sure what Jonah chased, but I know he caught the sea. And Cain, he chased the harvest, while Abel chased the beasts. And David, he chased God's own heart, all I ever seem to chase is me. chased the money man and he chased his father's will he chased my sin to calvary and he caught it on that hill and Saul he chased the christians till his blindness made him see and david he chased god's own heart all i ever seem to chase is me We have a couple of guys in the studio with us now. A couple Andrew, of good brothers. Yeah, Andrew Peterson, welcome back. Thank you. It's good, yeah. to, good to be here. And Andy Gullenhorn is with you. Andy, welcome back. Thank you. You guys have been here once before, and we've been looking forward to the return visit, the return <laughs> of Andrew yeah. Peterson here in the studio. And we've been on the road together, and so we've shared that part of this walk together. Yeah. And uh, good to have you guys back. Thank you. You look you look pretty refreshed. Have you been yeah. out? Well, we just ate a gigantic lunch. Ah. So we may look refreshed now, but we won't Nap in time. about 10 minutes. <laughs> Nap time. Com- yeah. Compared to you and me, they just look young, that's all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but it's uh yeah, it's been it's been uh, we just got off of a big Christmas tour, so we Oh, that's right. We've had time to kind of recuperate after all that and good. be home with family, so good. doing good. Well, when Andrew, sing a song for us here today. Right. Be with us the whole half hour here, so go ahead. So you think I'm something special Like I know a thing or two Like my eyes don't ever wander Like my heart don't wander too So you think I'm not a dirty rotten scoundrel Through and through 
Lady, I've got news for you So you think that you're the only one to cry yourself to sleep That you're the only one who's scared they all forget you when you leave So you think that you're the only one whose heart is black and blue Listen, I've got news for you For you I might as well just tell you that it's true Listen, I've got news for you So you think you don't need anyone to love you So you think you don't need anyone to love But you do So you say there is no hope Maybe God is dead and gone So you think that he can't break a heart That's harder than a stone So you feel so wrecked and dirty He could never make you new Well man have I got news for you For you I'm so compelled to tell you that it's true, so true. Listen, I've got news for you. I tell you, I've got news for you. I've got good news for I remember the first time I ever heard that song. We were on the road together, and uh, I had I had played a little segment, and then the the guy came up to introduce you, and it was one of those kind of over the top introductions. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, and you never know what song Andrew's going to play because he doesn't use you know he just kind of picks and chooses out of his list. And you played that song, and it was w- without really re- rebuffing the guy. It was sort of <laughs> it was a rebuff. Hey, I've got news for you, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 your songs are that way. I can I can usually remember the first time I heard them because they they make make an impact. Well, thank you. And that that was a cool night. I, yeah, that. I think that they uh, you've experienced this, I'm sure. But you walk into a room. Uh, like when I go do concerts, sometimes I can sometimes sense when the guy who bring, brought me in th- thinks that you know I'm going to walk on water because mm-hmm. I can write. A, I wrote a song that he likes, yeah. and uh, there's this really awful sense of disappointment that you get, <laughs> <laughs> that you kind of experience throughout the course of the day when they realize that you're just some kind of a dork, you know, and yeah. you're kind of figuring this all out too, you know. Yeah. And I just hate that feeling of pulling away from the concert, feeling like, man, that guy thought the seas were going to part, you know, and it, when it didn't happen, they're just they're done. With with me you know so uh that was kind of a response to that idea like i had a friend one time was uh telling me about how 
uh, how they they you know I was kind of trying to empathize with some of this person's struggles and mm-hmm. with some drug addiction and some things like that and say man I, I know it's really hard and they they were like oh what do you know about it you're yeah. a Christian singer yeah. which <laughs> I thought was hilarious <laughs> that uh, that because I sing music about Jesus it, in that person's mind it means that I I know a thing yeah. you know and I just don't so hmm. anyway that's kind of where the song came from well it's a great song it's a Thank great you. song. What else is going on? Are you working on anything new? Or uh, yeah, I'm, go- I'm going into the studio later this year to to make a new record. It's been a you know I've just put out a kids record mm-hmm. um, called Slugs and Bugs and Lullabies uh, that uh, <laughs> it was really fun with a buddy of mine named Randall Goodgame and it's about half ridiculous songs and half lullabies that we'd written for our kids. Mm-hmm. So that was a fun thing. But uh, but I'm kind of looking forward to the real CD because the CD has sold really well. The the kids record yeah, and you know all, what that's like. I know they always do. And uh, when, the ones you do a week, you know, it takes yeah. you a week to do it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like all the vocals are the first take. Yeah. <laughs> and we were just having a great time making the record. And that's, it sold really well. And we've been getting these requests to do a kid's concert. Yeah. And uh, I want to do it. It sounds fun. But then I have this image of myself 20 years from now wearing <laughs> a clown <laughs> suit, playing a ukulele, thinking. Doing volume 10 of slow. Like, yeah. remember when people like my music uh, for <laughs> other reasons? So I'm kind of nervous about it all. So yeah. I'm excited to get into And you should studio. be nervous about that interview. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, and then I'm fi- I'm finishing up my first book right now. Yeah, yeah, we've been we've been talking about that. How's it going? It's going good. I I uh, I just um, talked to my editor, which I still am not used to saying that. Uh-huh. Uh, my editor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, about the fact that uh, I've got to turn the manuscript in in about a month. So I'm just yeah. well. That book was mostly written, wasn't it? When your first one mostly done? Yeah, well, it's part of a trilogy. Yeah. Uh, kind of a kids yeah. young adult adventure fantasy book. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it took me about five years wow. here and there working on it, trying to figure out what writing a book yeah. means. And, uh, but yeah, no, knowing that there's a deadline and that there are going to be people actually reading it mm-hmm. <laughs> is horrifying. So I've got to, I've been working really hard to this try is to random make, house. I mean, this is, this, oh my yeah, goodness. this is a major, okay. major deal. Yeah. So I was so proud when he told me that. <laughs> yeah. It's wa- Waterbrook press, which is their random houses, okay. like Christian mm-hmm. division. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So then the the book signings will show. We need to do. Yeah. A book what's signing that here. like, Michael? Ah, yeah, it's just as embarrassing <laughs> as an album they, album party. They think is. you walk on water when you come in there. <laughs> oh man, good grief! <laughs> now we need to do that though. We need to do like an empty hands thing down in Franklin and have a big party. That'd be fun. I'm in. There's a book bookseller down uh, at the end of Main Street that does, will do book signings. You were you were one of the m- most encouraging people mm. in this whole process. That mm. I uh, I. You know, like writing a book is a dream that I've had since I was a little kid. And, uh, and I told Michael about it on the phone the day that I got the call that I was getting a contract offered. And the next day, I, uh, I somebody knocked on my door and I answered it. And there was somebody with a, a gift basket. And I opened it up and it said it was from Michael. And it said, congratulations from Michael Carr. Well, that's Isn't that a, nice? Well, well that's done, a, bi- a three-book deal with Random. And that, I mean, that's huge. You have done something <laughs> nice, Michael. Well, I try, to, yeah. I try not to let that go. <laughs> it was really moving for <laughs> me. I had a little... Well, could ruin his reputation, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I... I it's hard to describe, I mean, how proud I was of that. I mean, and it's not like, you know, it's more like me to be jealous and, gee, why can't I do that? But, I mean, I think the Lord just gave me a little grace there because I was. I mean, I was so proud that that happened. So oh, we just like to have fun with you. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Movie. 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 Yeah, the movie. <laughs> just don't remember. Uh, don't remember you, the little people. When will you're, you be the wizened yeah. old wizard in the movie yeah, yeah. with your beard, you yeah. know? When you're taking calls from Steven Spielberg. Hey, Andrew, it's my card. And your call was regarding? <laughs> <laughs> well. 
Johnny Cash would say, be nice to the little people on your way up because you're going to pass them on, on the, the way, way back down. down. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andrew, again, great to have you here. Yeah. You're a songwriter. And uh, you got another one you want to do for us here in the studio? I do. Yeah. I, uh, this is a song that I wrote for uh, a dear, dear woman who is dying of AIDS in mm. Iowa mm. and uh, who could use your prayers. Okay. She and her husband have been on a 14-year struggle uh, with mm. AIDS um, that she got in a very unfair way to be discreet. And uh, she, she's, I think when I wrote this song uh, a year ago, um, it was about the previous year's experience of going and playing for her at her bedside. And they thought that she was, uh, had, you know, days to live then. And it's been two years and mm. her condition has worsened, but somehow she's still alive and she's still full of joy. Uh, it's an amazing thing. Um, so, so this was my, uh, my thank you to her for the, uh, the blessing of her presence. Well, I met the Queen of Iowa She was dying on a couch in the suburbs And with all of the things she was dying of She was more alive than the others she was pretty as a flower in a crystal vase It lights up the room as it withers away She opened her eyes when she heard the music play We sang a hymn to the rhythm of the river That flows down from the mountain of the Holy Ghost Into the souls of those who know His name Like the Queen of Iowa Majesty was all ablaze She was burning hot but not consumed Our shoes removed in that holy place In the hallowed ground of her living room Well, I bowed down low and I kissed her hand And we raised a toast to the promised land I saw the tears of joy run down her face sang a hymn to the rhythm of the river that flows down from the mountain of the Holy Ghost into the souls of those who know his name like the Queen of Iowa she was the Queen of Iowa I could see my illusions scatter every time she drew a breath I could see the heart of the matter The heart is a matter of life and death Well, I'll never be the same Well, we sang about oceans of love again As she stared at the ceiling and the sky above Two chord musicians, it was me and Ben We were singing for the Queen of Iowa We sang a hymn to the rhythm of the river That flows down from the mountain of the Holy Ghost Into the souls of those who know His name 
was a piece like a river in a valley of bones It fills the valley up and it carries them home To come alive again in the river of grace Like the queen of Iowa She was the queen of Iowa Long live the queen of Iowa Is, uh, thank you, My goodness. Andrew Peterson and Andy <laughs> Gullihorn here in the studio <laughs> with Michael Card. Michael, wow. you've probably, your dad was a doctor, and uh, you've probably been in the presence of people who've gone home. Yeah, uh, definitely. That that hadn't happened to me until recently. Uh-huh. Even though all of my in-law parents and my own parents are gone, it was only recently that I was with a, a 90-year-old saint hmm. who wanted to go home to heaven so badly and uh, was there when the Lord called her, which hmm. is a, Whew. Thank you, Andrew. Oh yeah. Well, I, I, that that song really captures it, and it's and there, there's there's no other experience like that than being in the presence of someone with dignity, yeah. you know, who's experiencing that kind of suffering, and and it is it's holy ground. You mm-hmm. understand why suffering is mm-hmm. something. I God feel like uses. Satan has very little power in those rooms. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like when uh, death has been kind of stripped of all of its scariness, yeah. and yeah. when you've got when you've got a Christian who's Staring it, staring it in the eye, mm-hmm. and doing so with joy—it's uh, a very powerful thing yeah. to be in the presence of. So, yeah. Wow, thanks for that. Well, you captured it well. Thank you. Yeah. And Andy, thank you for being here today too. It's my pleasure to be here. Yeah. Hey, we got time for just one more song. And Andrew, you got uh, something in mind? I do indeed. We're going to close with a song called "Little Boy Heart Alive" that I, I wrote for my uh, little boys after reading the, the Chronicles of Narnia to them about uh, Christ giving us life abundant. So here you go. Hey, open the door and run outside Your little boy heart alive Into the morning light Into the deep and wide Dinosaur bones on the flower bed And rockets in the clouds In a fight with a spider's web Tunnels in the ground winding to China To the mist of the distant shore You better be home by supper time Back through the planet core To feel the beat of a distant thunder To sound of an ancient song This is the kingdom calling Come now and tread the dawn So come to the Father Come to the deeper well Drink of the water And come to live a tale to tell The pages are turning now This is abundant life The joy in the journey Is enough to make a grown man cry With a little boy heart alive Kings and castles in the neighborhood Swords on the forest floor, dragons in the magic wood 
You better saddle your battle horse fighting Goliath You better choose your weapons right Five little stones and a faith on fire In a little boy heart alive Feel the beat of a distant thunder To sound of an ancient song This is the kingdom calling Come now and tread the dawn Come to the Father Come to the deeper well Drink of the water And come to live a tale to tell The pages are turning now This is abundant life The joy in the journey Is enough to make a grown man cry Met a kid at the railroad track Had a stick and a nylon sack I ran to the house to pack I wanted to follow Take a ride on the mighty lion Take a hold of the golden mane This is the love of Jesus So good but it is not tame, no So come to the Father now Come to the deeper well and drink up the water and come to live a tale to tell. The pages are turning now. This is abundant life. The joy in the journey is enough to make a grown man cry. With a little boy heart alive. Well, thanks, brothers, for coming and sharing your craft and uh, giving us something that we can uh, grow in listening to. Thanks for your faithfulness. Thanks for your hearts. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. If the Lord has used this hour to help you consider some new insights about your relationship with Christ, please take a moment and pass along your comments. There are several ways to do this. Post a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts or give your reaction on Spotify. Or email your reactions when you write in the studio at michaelcard.com. Look for information about our guests on our podcast page at michaelcard.com. And stay current with Michael's ministry and interact with other listeners when you check out the Michael Card Music Facebook page. We're so glad to point you to the wonderful resources from our sponsors at the Christian Standard Bible when you visit csbible.com. We hope you'll explore the in-depth commentaries and topical editions and study Bibles that can help enrich your understanding of God's Word. Take a moment and see what's waiting for you when you visit csbible.com. When you order, use the promotion code CARD40, typed with caps and no spaces, to receive your 40% discount on CSB purchases through LifeWay. Take the steps to learn and grow this summer at csbible.com. For Ron Davis now and Susan Sermon and Lance Mansfield, and of course our producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. We're glad you've spent time together with us in the studio with Michael Carr.